our podcast, Breaking Down Lymphoma, where we try to break down lymphoma into more understandable means of communication so that we can spread awareness to our peers. My name is Bailey. Hi, guys. Um, welcome to our podcast where we try to simplify lymphoma. My name is Kate Tuku, and thank you for joining us. Today we have our friends Nick and Lisa Timmons. Um, we just want to hear what they have to say. So, Nick, Lisa, if you guys want to add any brief stuff, please let us know. Like introductions. Yeah. You guys can go ahead and introduce yourselves. My name is Nick Timmons. I've been uh, battling lymphoma for almost two years now. Yes, he was diagnosed July of 2020. And it's been kind of a roller coaster ever since. <laughs> Hey, Nick, uh, to start out, how old are you, by the way? I just wanted to know because I know we knew that you were in high school. We just want to know, like, how old you actually are. I'm 16. Cool, cool. So, awesome. Well, um, so is lymphoma a, gen a generic disposition in your family? Did you guys have a history of anybody that had struggled with lymphoma in your family? We actually have. My dad had Hodgkin's lymphoma a couple years ago. So there's not really supposed to be any genetic, you know, it's not supposed to be like that, but we are gonna get some testing done in June to see if there's any, you know, link between, you know, him and I. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. I t I, yeah, cause I, in my head, I always just thought um, all cancers in general are genetically so disposed. Oh, okay, so that's, that's, that's interesting. We're, we're learning a lot. <laughs> right, yeah. and so are we, and so are we. Um, can you take us through your journey um, in terms of like the initial symptoms, diagnosis, um, adjusting to what would have been your new normal at the time and how it would have impacted like your daily regimen, your routine? Yeah, it, it started earlier, kind of along during football season, my eighth grade year. I had started to lose some weight and we just kind of thought because I was growing and getting taller and everything and just running and losing weight. So we never really thought much of it. And I just kept dropping weight and kept dropping weight. And then I had a rash that kind of came up that we thought was a reaction to something, but we just got like a Decadron shot. And there were just a lot of strange factors that kind of came into play. And he got some circles around his eyes and some you know, red marks on his skin. We just couldn't quite figure out what was going on. And then he had some chest pain and we went for an x-ray because he thought he hurt his shoulder. And uh, that's when they found the mass in his chest. Oh, wow. You know, during like he, living here in Oklahoma, <clears throat> you never know what that could be. That could be just a, a young boy growing or like, you know, since you said this was two years ago, this could have been possibly COVID, you never know. So that's definitely like shows me that you need to be more body aware or that we need to be more body aware, like and recognize when something really isn't going right. So I could only imagine how hard that was to, you know, pinpoint, especially being a young, healthy kid. It took time. us several months, actually. Everybody just kept saying, oh, it's puberty. It's yeah, puberty. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
Right. And Especially growing, you know, doing sports <laughs> that like kids hit a growth spurt and they like, you know, so I could only imagine. Um, yes. We checked everything. <laughs> yeah. I bet. How long, uh, you said it took a couple months. How long did that take? And at the final month that you guys found out, what was your initial reaction to it? It took about probably five months of us questioning, you know, things going on, trying to figure out what was actually happening with him, you know, and just, you know, strange things were going. And then once it did, we kind of, we felt bad, you know, because if we wouldn't have got a chest x-ray for his shoulder, this bottle went too far and we may not have him today. So, I mean, it was a very large tumor. Thank goodness his shoulder was hurting. Yeah. Wow. So, um, I was going to ask, so for that like large tumor that you said was in your chest, did you guys have to go through like any chemo treatments to get rid of that or maybe a surgery or is it still there? Like it's still there. It's still there. Okay. Yeah. We've been going through chemo and okay. everything just, yeah. we did chemo July of 2020 until December, until uh, sorry, November of 2020. And uh, then they did radiation because it was, it was 14 centimeters. It was very large. So it was, it, he had a little bit of a rarity there on the size of it. And uh, we did, radiation and got remission December 10th of 2020 and he relapsed February 28th of 2021. So it's, it only stayed away a couple months. So we're, we're back fighting again. We had a stem cell transplant this summer. So we've, we've really thrown everything at it. We still do chemo now every three weeks. Okay. Uh, we interviewed a previous guest, um, <clears throat> a previous patient, and he said that right after about a, a few months into chemo, he really did notice a difference. Is that the same with you by chance? Yeah, it, it's just kind of, it brings down your energy and just kind of makes things feel, when you get sore, it kind of feels a little bit more sore and things mm -hmm. just have different feelings than they used to. Lisa, could you notice a difference by chance? Um, yes, he he was weak. You know, the chemo was really strong, and you know, of course, they told us this will do it. You won't have to have radiation. It just seemed like it was uphill the entire time, and then we did have to do radiation and relapse and doing all this stuff again. He's just been much smaller than he was. You know. Yeah putting some weight back on he's, he's he looks he looks fragile to me but of course it's my kid so i'll worry about him constantly <laughs> oh yeah absolutely um i was gonna say and you can answer this if you're comfortable with it but i know being a parent lisa um do you, would you say you possibly experienced like survivor's guilt like you in like feeling guilty that as the parent there was not much that you could do um i just kind of want to understand your mental um health aspect of it and how you kind of navigated that part of it as a as a mother and as a caregiver right well he you know i feel like i'm a very on top of everything mom you know i get teased i'm helicopter mom so when something <laughs> starts thing, i always we we did blood work you know we kept checking people thought i was crazy because i was just like something's wrong i can feel it he looks bad he doesn't look right and when we finally figured it out, I felt horrible. You know, we had 
been searching for five months to see what was wrong with my son. And when we finally found it, it was just, I mean, it was obviously devastating, but we started chemo the very next week. We were told it wasn't available for surgery because it was so, there was just a lot going on with the tumor. And uh, everything went so fast, we didn't have time to think after that. But for the five months leading up to it, and the, the day we found it, July 20th, was on my birthday. And that was just, that was awful. I bet. I mean, I can't even fathom. That's so unfathomable. Yeah. How did you, uh, how did you both, or I guess, how did you guys break it to your family and friends? What were their initial reactions to learning about this? They, my mom, you know, she's an RN. She just said, I knew something was wrong. And, you know, everybody, I don't really even know what their reaction was. They just all stepped up and said, whatever you guys need, we're here. You know, it was, we had nothing but the just most positive outpouring coming towards us. And we couldn't have done it if it wasn't for our school, our community, our family. I mean, we, we are surrounded by the best people. So they never let me have the downtime. They, they just kept everything going. They helped us so much. Man, I love that. I absolutely love hearing that. That's what our previous patient had said. He said that find your support system, and that's what helped him a lot, too. It's our community. We're so blessed to be here. <laughs> yeah, too. Goodness. I love it. Um, as a teenager, uh, did you ever anticipate being diagnosed with lymphoma? I, I know no. the answer is definitely no, but like, <laughs> definitely tell me. I guess definitely no, but tell me what you your first thoughts were. Just whenever the doctor came in and started telling us and just kind of explaining what was going on in the situation and everything, and I didn't, it took a little bit to set in. It was kind of more just, the first question I asked was, all right, what do, like, what do we have to do to get rid of it now? And just, it's just, first thought was, let's just get on top of this so it doesn't get any worse. Yeah. Um, how did your friends react? And um, did any differ? Like, did they treat you different in any way? Not really. I'll just kind of, we've always just been real close with all my friends. So it's just kind of, they rallied. Yeah. They rallied. Okay, yes. cool. Cool. Because you never know. Some, like, some people might just be afraid of that, uh, be right. afraid of the unknown, right. you know? There definitely were some that were. but There's some that were, but. They but, really stepped up. Yeah, they stepped up. And they definitely got used to it after a little bit. And it's kind of just like, <laughs> yeah. well, it's still me. It's not anything. Right, different. right. You're right. still a kid. You're still, like, growing up. Still in high school, you know? So. Right. Um, so is there anything that you guys try to do just to retain that normalcy, like any activities that you guys like to do? Or, is, like, do you guys, I mean, just to retain that sense of normalcy? We just stayed involved. He stayed involved in sports and kept going to school regardless. He never missed a day of school unless he had treatment. And you that go, was Mama. <laughs> so he's a straight-A student. I mean, he's got goals in life, and those aren't stopping so good i'm glad you know i definitely see that as being a 
like normalcy because like during COVID, being on school online, you, that's the new normal. So it was weird. So definitely being in person, yes. it makes you feel better because you see people. People right. need people that to interact with. Yeah. yeah. So For mental, yeah. great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. So is there, um, Nick, is there any advice that you would like want to give like young people that um find themselves in this situation or any advice in terms of just like um being healthy like being aware yes yeah and just kind of just stay positive with everything that's the best thing to do with anything because you can always have a better outcome staying positive and either way with something like this you have to go through treatments you have to go through stuff so keep look at the better end of it just think it'll be over soon and just keep fighting with it that's the best thing doing just try to live life normal and have a good time <laughs> right. I love that. And um, Lisa, are there any um, words of advice for parents that find themselves in the situation? Ooh, that one's tough. Uh, support groups, Facebook, Facebook support groups, those are great. Uh, I read a lot. Some scared me, but at least it educated me. Yeah. Ask yeah. all the questions and, again, just stay positive. You know, you've got them. They're here. They're alive get the treatment i mean just you just have to keep fighting you know that's what i've heard a lot about nowadays facebook groups like it's like a community and people really do like help each other out right. with like tips and tricks and yep. their personal stories and stuff uh did you learn anything you said that some scared you and of course definitely is gonna scare right. you but did you learn anything from those that helped you with your journey I more so learned things to help Nick. Okay. It was, you know, a thing, chemo side effects. I, I didn't know how to, you know, react to some of those. So I mostly, I learned a lot from other parents that had done it a little longer than I had, you know, how to react to things when they feel a certain way, you know, tricks on what they could eat when they're very, very sick because chemo was so rough on him. And uh, so it, I just learned a lot of daily life. You know, learn learn to just breathe, and I could take care of him. We could do this. Yeah. Right. Um, well, I appreciate you guys. Like I said, taking time out of your day to share all of this information with us. Um, we're hoping that um, people can um, leave this episode being informed and with that sense of it's not the end of life, and it's not. It's yeah. all about maintaining that um, positive Outlook. mentality. Because mm -hmm. I feel like when it comes to health, a lot of it starts in the mind and your attitude towards... Um, you don't want to acknowledge that something's wrong. Right. Yeah. And so, um, uh, yeah. I don't think I have anything else to add. I'd yeah. say thank you as well, you guys. <laughs> and sorry for all our technical difficulties. Like I said, <laughs> we'll blame that on the wind. We're blaming it on the wind. <laughs> We appreciate it. Absolutely. Right. Uh, I guess you guys have a great week. Have a lovely rest of your uh, day and a great weekend. Y'all yeah. too. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Well, I guess that's it for our podcast. Uh, make sure to tune in on Spotify, YouTube, and follow our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Please feel free to like, share, subscribe, comment, do it all um, for on um, breaking down lymphoma. My name is Bailey, and 
And my name is Tetsu. And on that note, guys, be proactive, proactive, proactive about your health. We can't stress that enough. Like we said, like, share, and subscribe. And thank you a lot for joining us. Thank you.